Justin, you ready to smash some meat together until we produce a couple of genuine wrestle boys? Glorious! No, I won't give in, I won't give in till I'm victorious! And I will defend, I will defend! Hello! Welcome to Genuine Wrestle Boys, a podcast of four friends, made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. Um, we're two friends down today because Matt is in Parts Unknown and Isai is in Works Unknown. Works Unknown. <laughs> um, but we have um, two other friends um, from that baseball show. That's correct. Yeah, we're, um, doing, we're doing synergy. You have guys. two new friends. Yeah, two, two new, new friends. friends. Take that, old friends. <laughs> Um, yes. Hey, who are you? you never oh, yeah, I'm Derek. I'm Zach. Then our two friends, who are you guys? Hey, uh, my, my name is Matt, Matt Melton, other uh, Matt. And I'm Jimmy Bowman, uh, also part of that baseball show with Matt Melton. Yes. Awesome. Um, well, what were your guys' intro to wrestling? Like, oh. when, did you, when did you find out about it? Oh, gosh. I mean... <laughs> Uh, for me, anyway, I think mine, mine's shorter because I, I, I sort of fallen out of wrestling late of late as an adult. But I, I think I started watching wrestling right around um, like really when the Attitude Era was heating up and the Monday Night Wars and all that. I didn't really much get into WCW because it for me was always kind of like a Coke and Pepsi kind of deal. Okay, like I thought not that I investigated this because I was thirteen and was very impressionable, but it was one of those like oh if you like WWF you can't like. WCW or vice versa. We all know that's silly now, but that made sense, you know, in seventh grade. It's not <laughs> an uncommon thought. <laughs> Matt was like a pretty definite. W- other our Matt was a definite like WCW guy. Like he watched WWF. But Is it like that with SmackDown and Raw now? I mean, I watch SmackDown a whole lot more than I watch Raw. <laughs> it feels like they're tr- post WCW and post any actual competition. It feels like they're trying to recapture a little bit of that magic with maybe SmackDown and Raw. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could probably speak more to that than I could. Actually, any yeah. of you could for that I, matter I because I don't the- watch. Rivalry, at least at this point, seems to be between like WWE and not WWE. Yeah. Where, like, yeah. if you watch anything that's not WWE, you kind of tend to watch it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I don't know anyone who's only like, I'm only Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah. Or like, I'm only like New Japan or anything. Like, they, yeah. They'll watch all of it and just talk about how it's better than WWE. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brady. <laughs> Shout out to Brady. Shout out Brady. Nice. Uh, <laughs> derailed twenty minutes of our podcast. He was on to talk about that. Oh no! To talk about not WWE, yeah. like oh, different yeah. wrestling. I mean, this is a wrestling in general podcast. Yeah. We stick to WWE because it's the easiest to access. Yeah. Sure, sure. And then when New Japan has big stuff, yeah, mark out for yeah. an entire episode. Very good. Uh, on my end, so I got into my gateway was really dumb. Um, my preference was really dumb. So I, I, I liked the WCW versus NWO video games on N64. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're great games. And, like, they literally made me like, I don't know who these people are. So I became, like, hardcore WCW. Okay. Yeah, I went down with the ship. <laughs> uh, because up to that point, like, the WWF games were awful. Just button mashers and the WCW one, like, had some elegance and sophistication to the, like, gameplay. Yeah, yeah, That's so a was, fair point. Yeah, Ra- right. Raw's War was, like, a lot of fun, but was infuriating and very hard also. <laughs> was it, it was like the, the WWF game, you had to press pause, look up your moveset, <laughs> and then perform that moveset to, like, Jeez. all right, let's figure out this rock bottom move. Okay, it's up, down, left. 
Right, all right, let's go back and enter the code. <laughs> See, I just did lots of punching in that game, which worked until I played Royal Rumble, and then I couldn't figure out how to pick somebody up and throw them over the, ra- over I the rope. I think they have the same memory. Yeah, it was oh, very yeah. difficult, as like, I recall. This is, this is a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I, I was like, I was big into WCW. Uh, like, my favorites were, like, Sting, DDP, and uh, Booker T. Mm-hmm. And, like, they were just my favorites. And then when, like, the invasion came and I had to catch up on WWF stuff, I was like, oh, they're taking all my favorites and making them look dumb. <laughs> oh, especially DDP. Oh, my God. It's like, how about the, you know, the people's champ of WCW? What if we make him a stalker? <laughs> oh, no. He's just a pervert. That's more fun. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and then, like, I tapered off during the college years and ended up getting back into it to uh, because of CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Me uh, too. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's when I started watching initially, actually. Like, if someone, like, everyone was talking about the, the pipe bomb. And I was like, I don't know what this is. I used to watch this, and I watched. I'm like, oh, oh my god, this yeah. guy's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and then NXT just kind of hooked me, and that's kind of why I keep coming back. Yep. Yeah. So. Awesome. Um, who are some of your favorite all-time wrestlers, current wrestlers? Oh, that's a great question. I think for me, uh, I, I, I have to go with uh, Mick Foley for sure. He was one of my all-time favorites, awesome. especially like back in the day. We would buy, you know. My family, we would buy pay-per-views just to see him wrestle, and I remember distinctly when he won the belt, uh, just losing my mind. Even though I was old enough to know, this was like I think it was like 2000, 2001. I'm old enough to know like this. A lot of this has worked, but it was still like a big deal for me. And uh, also, I don't know, have you ever had a chance to read his autobiography? But it is one of my all-time top five favorite books of all time. Like, have a nice day. I recommend it. And to your listeners as well. Like, that book is amazing. He's an excellent storyteller, and he's got an amazing story. So, but I would say he was one of my all-time favorites. I got sort of embarrassingly, embarrassingly into, like, Degeneration X. I really, I, I, I ate that up <laughs> as a kid. Degeneration X. <laughs> yeah, embarrassingly so is basically the default way. And that's 100% true. Um... You know, like, I loved, like, Jesse James and Billy Gunn, like, their whole shtick. I thought it was amazing. It's going to take a quick pizza break real quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, seems fair. Yeah. Okay. Hi, everybody. Uh, Sorry for the weird interruption in the episode. Our pizza guy decided to show up in the middle of it, which was, you know... A little bit of a weird interruption, but just wanted to take this as a chance to say thank you to all of you who have listened to us so far, um, or listening to this episode right now. Um, we really, really appreciate it, um, and appreciate your support and all the kind words we've gotten from any of you. And um, speaking of that, just want to take this as a moment to uh, ask any of you who haven't to go ahead, leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. Um, that's a huge, huge help to us, and it helps bring additional visibility to the podcast, helps all the people find it. So that would be a huge help if you could just take a few seconds to do that. Um, I don't say that um, hypocritically. It's something that I try to do to any podcast that I listen to, and it's just a huge help to any of us uh, in the weird podcasting world. Um, if you want to support us, another way you can do it is by going to audibletrial.com slash WrestleBoysCast, where you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible that also goes to help support us, um, which, you know, none of us are making any money off of this, but it goes towards, you know, things like hosting fees and, um, 
you know, actually getting the podcast out there because that unfortunately does cost some money, um, which we are glad to do. But any little support we can get goes a long ways. Um, plus, just that deal is really awesome. You get, you know, a month free of uh, Audible books. And, you know, it's a great way to listen to books if you're like me and just never find time to read anymore. You know, there's great things on there, both wrestling and non-wrestling related if i could suggest um a book there's a one of the best books i've read in the last couple years called the squared circle life death and professional wrestling by david shoemaker um on there and it's a fantastic read and i'm sure a fantastic listen if you don't have time to uh you know actually read the book so um yeah just wanted to say thanks and you know, put in these little plugs here for this weird interruption. So, anyway, it's going to get back to the episode with uh, Jimmy and Matt from that baseball show. It's great to have those guys on. So, I uh, really appreciate it. Definitely go check out their podcast as well. So, yeah, anyways, guys, thanks and uh, yeah, have a good one. All right, the pizza break is over. So, uh, <laughs> Jimmy, what about yes. your what about your favorite wrestlers? Uh, oh crap! That means I have to go out on DX. DX and McFoley is all you got from me. There's other ones too. Oh, you keep go, going. But you, you go, go. Ahead, Jimmy. You go, Matt. You get one more, man. You can get. I'll let you one more, so you don't have to be embarrassed anymore. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Like a lot of those ones, uh, like the the stars of that era, like Undertaker, will always be um in my heart, a special place in my heart. Um, I love. Stone Cold, I don't care what anybody says. Stone Cold was amazing back in the day. Do people say bad things about him now? I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know, it feels like it's kind of gauche to like Stone Cold because of the whole, (laughs) like, uh, the whole, uh, like, persona that he had, but I thought it was great. I don't know. I mean, now, in my opinion, he's known as one of the best. Like, he's looked at, he's idolized. So. I think he was one of the greatest, uh, like, he could sell a storyline because you always kind of felt like he was, like, if, if if it was, if, you always felt like if it was a storyline he was too cool for, he wouldn't be doing it. So he usually just made it work, which I which I really ap- appreciated. Mm-hmm. In our last episode, Isai had the best summation of why I like Stone Cold and why people do it. He <laughs> likes beer. I like beer. Fuck my boss. <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. Yeah, I'm with it. Yeah. I even liked uh, the old, like, when Stone Cold was a heel mm-hmm. after WrestleMania 17. That was the best. When he was just, like, this, like, paranoid when he's, like... <laughs> wanted Vince to like come take care of him oh Vince I miss you. like I need you. <laughs> he was just so like needy and awful I loved, I loved him he was so funny he was the best yeah. Yeah. Goofy, goofy weird singing Stone Cold too yeah that was pretty great the, like Kumbaya mm-hmm. man yeah I so so for mine I think of the past if I, if I could pick one like probably character I love especially with hindsight was a like conspiracy theory Chris Jericho and, and WCW <laughs> Like, really good. Stuff, oh my, yeah. yeah. Just like he would, when he would like grab the mic and introduce all the luchadors or whatever, and just like start giving them fake names and <laughs> like giving them all disrespect. Or when he brought out the long list, like ev- everything that he did is still like perfect, like perfectly memeable for this age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then current, I think there's a lot. Yeah. Um, one that's just sticking out in my head right now, and I'm just gonna say it because I got to meet one of them was uh, uh, The Revival. Okay. Because, oh, like, yeah. they totally, completely changed my mind on tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. Particularly, like, and without being spectacular athletes, they just made it seem like a perfect technical 
like art form and i'd never seen it like go to that level that they did in the past like two years yeah like i like currently like i didn't care about tag teams really and then like cesaro and sheamus are the ones who like made me like oh this is good because i hated sheamus forever and now I like like him and Cesaro, and it's real weird. Yeah, but yeah. Tag team wrestling is like some of the best right now. Yeah. Was Sheamus like, the super pale boy with his spiky hair? Yeah. Yep. Oh, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> I like that guy. Like, he was so boring for a while as like a singles wrestler, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, put him with someone else who's really cool, and then he can be really cool. Yeah. They do really cool stuff. They're really good together. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, it's just it's basically what wrestling should be, which is giant strongmen doing strong stuff I cannot do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. What about the house show Saturday? We uh we went to a show here. We got to see. I got to see Shinsuke Nakamura for the first time in person. Oh yeah. That was the best. What were some of the highlights of that? Oh man, like so. I, I guess I, I think I mostly blame Jimmy for this because like I've it's like even though I fell out of like following wrestling like uh-huh. in college and after that like I never stopped like a- appreciating it or enjoying it uh-huh. and I think probably since especially since Jimmy and I started doing our podcast it, we it just keeps leaking into our podcast that's that's kind of how we do it's baseball but it's really not a lot of baseball to be perfectly honest I I have referenced the happening several times on the Hell podcast yeah. like lately too which is weird <laughs> uh, but uh, so so when I heard they were coming to town and like you know I asked my girlfriend and and I we, we coordinated with Jimmy and and I was very excited to go just to go because I'd never even in my heyday I'd never been to a live event so yeah I was super stoked and honestly like I've been to the Taco Bell arena to like for different things we saw Elton John there you know probably most of us who grew up around here that's where like <coughs> commencement was like there was not a bad seat in the place like i bought like whatever i bought some tickets off of somebody from craigslist who uh-huh. won them off of a country station because fuck Ticketmaster. uh can i swear on this podcast yeah, of course yeah, fuck Ticketmaster uh, <laughs> and their fees so uh so we both kind of made out but i was i was sort of resigned to the fact like we were gonna have terrible seats when yeah. you get seated i'm like but wait, the ring's right there. Like, I could throw something and hit it. I, yeah. I assumed I was going to be, like, in the rafters. That's what we thought, too, because we bought, like, what we thought were that level of price of ticket. Sure. And we were on the ground You're right the next to the floor seats. rows of seat, like, seats off the floor. That's yeah. ridiculous. We thought we were going to be one level up, and then, because of the seating chart, and then we got there and was like, nope, like, we're basically on the floor, except elevated, like, six inches so we can actually see slightly better. Right, right. For $35, I think. That was incredible. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. I never, have you guys, you guys had seen a house show before, right? One. Just, it was last year. Yeah, which is at the Idaho Center, which was, the seats were not like that. No. Terrible. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jimmy, are you going to big time him right now? No, no, not at all. I was, I was, because I was going to say, like, I, I'd never seen a house show. Mm -hmm. I'd seen other, like, the pay per views I told you guys about and stuff, but not a house show. And I was amazed, one, at, we just saw everyone. Yeah. Like, I did not think... They announced three matches. Yeah. And we saw so much more than that. Yeah, I literally just thought it'd be like, want to watch The Ascension do, I don't know, 60 minutes? Yeah. And like, not really, but it was... <laughs> I think it's like an open mic night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah We're going to try get... some new material out for you guys. Last year kind of felt like... Yeah. Oh, they no. They weren't trying at all. Yeah. Like, we saw Dean Ambrose, uh, Kevin yeah. Owens... No, Kevin no, Owens. He was Dean on Ross still. AJ Styles, and it still wasn't a very good match. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So. And was it Randy and Bray? 
Yeah, which is a very bad match. Yeah, but like <laughs> this match, this one, every match was great. Yeah, they all like worked so hard. Kevin was the same on TV as he was here. That was amazing. Yeah, it's am- like that's the thing. So first off, I never. Yeah, I knew it'd be. I didn't know it'd be that many matches, and yeah. I didn't know every match would have an ending and yeah. a clean ending. Yeah, I just figured it's gonna be nothing but DQs all the way down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I forgot, like, because it's a house show, how like it feels like the most carny you'll feel wrestling today. <laughs> yep, yep. Which is full on like, boo this man. He's not from here. Yeah. He has his own <laughs> customs. Yeah. Which or, was exceedingly helpful for me because like I don't know a lot of these these new guys. I don't I don't watch NXT or anything, but like you can literally tell within like three seconds, like, oh this is the this is the heel. This is the guy who's supposed yeah. to boo. Yeah. Got it. Because your freaking entrance music is insufferable. Or you're just <laughs> acting like a jag on your way to the ring. Like, got it. But yeah. it's so like the there's no comprehension necessary with that. You're just like, oh, these two douchebags, they're the ones I'm supposed to root against. Got yeah. it. Yeah. I do wish they had coordinated before all the heels and just said, okay, only one of us can pull the move where we're acting like we're going to throw our clothing into oh the audience. <laughs> but we don't. Only they, one of us can do that. They did go to that well quite a bit. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Like by the time we're like at the end, then just like, oh, Baron Corbin has a shirt. Bet he's not going to give it to anyone. Oh, man, I was real glad he took his shirt off, though, because we got to see his sad, sad tummy. You got to see Krang? Oh, no! Oh, no! Krang, <laughs> little Krang Tom. Oh, no. His belly button is horizontal Ooh. the entire width of his body. Oh, no. Yeah. I had a real good time explaining. So, like, I got my girlfriend into a couple wrestlers. like, mm-hmm. and, and so her, her view of, like, Who's who's popular in the WWE universe is a little bit skewed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because basically, I've told her that Shinsuke Nakamura, who is amazing, yeah, but like Bobby Roode is the best thing ever. <laughs> and so she didn't even know he was coming. And when Glorious comes on, she just starts ah, like screaming. She was so excited, and it was the best thing ever to actually like watch these genuine reactions of these people. Yeah. Um, I did that when Sami Zayn came out because I had no idea he was going to show up. And then when Mike Kanellis came out, yeah. and you got to hear the best. WWE song written in the past decade. Like right. I love that song. Anyway. Was that the dude with the with the with the lips on his buns and yeah. he's talking about the Maria? He's a heel for love. Okay. Yeah. Like Kate, Kate, my girlfriend Kate, she just goes like, "So wait, why are we booing him?" I'm like, "I don't know, because he really likes his wife. <laughs> lo- love's dumb and feelings are gonna be hated. He That's loves why." His wife a lot. Who happens to also just like have announced that she's pregnant also he just got out of drug rehab so let's boo this guy oh no boo that man who wants to treasure his significant other but he was quite clearly the heel of that situation you monsters why do you make me boo for him because Sami Zayn will never be a heel yeah it's impossible yeah he will scar his way to everyone's heart hell yeah oh he was a ska boy with the checkers and the yeah Yeah. that was that's an odd choice He's amazing. I, I mean, no, he was great, but... He, he's he, a ginger Syrian-Canadian Muslim who loves ska. He's a complex individual. That, yeah. There's a lot of levels to that, dude. <laughs> Wowzer. I, That's amazing. I do gotta say, like, one thing, mentioning, like, Kevin Owens, it's amazing how, in person, you can tell who just, ha- like, the people who have it, have it. Yeah. And, like, Kevin Owens, oh, yeah. he's, he's just magnetic. Yep. Like, oh, yeah. everything he did, he was just this, like, everyone else played kind of, like, the big hammy heel, you know, mm-hmm. buttons, and then he just kind of goes up, he just sits like a knob on the, like, the turnbuckle. Yep. He just looks miserable, and he's such a beautiful asshole. Yeah. He was so great. It was my he's favorite. so good at what he does. Like, um, some heels, like, Dolph Ziggler has to try really hard. Oh, he tried real hard. <laughs> but, I like, mean, Kevin Owens is just there, and he's just, like... 
making he's doing the dx thing he's just like looking at people in the face starting fights with little kids oh yeah like what was it when like after perfect head had gotten his ass beat for like 10 minutes he's just laying in the ring and like ko just like goes and like gets on his like elbows and like with his feet up in the air and is just like watching him i was like that's really that's awesome yeah you're real that's a real dick move dude but like i I responded to that a lot better than like dolph ziggler coming out and being like i'm the best thing that happened to boise it's like all right dude like (laughs) we can basically see the teleprompter which you're saying in these words like this 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 sucks like i don't buy you as a heel but i i get that you're supposed to be the heel but ko is like i hope he wins like he's not going to because no one's going to you know no one's going to win a, a belt match at a house show like happened in madison square garden i mean maybe day. one time yeah. <laughs> well, yeah aj did it this summer so it's never going to happen otherwise did it really did yeah, he really he won the u.s title from kevin owens at madison square garden on a house show this summer that's bananas yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. didn't was that it wasn't uh what was the NXT title they switched at a house show yeah, too? Samoa Joe, right? Yeah, Samoa Joe beat Shinsuke for it for it on a house show. Like, How did they deal with that in like on television? Do they just like so this happened and then do they like do it right back or they, like they ended up switching it like a week later. Okay. I yeah, it was like basically they just had a bunch of grainy footage They're like, Oh my god, you wouldn't believe what happened. Please buy tickets to house shows. Oh, so they're trying to put house shows over. Mm-hmm. Like, you just never know. Yeah. Yeah. Even though literally everybody in the arena was like, oh, it's a world title, huh? Well, this is not changing hands. Everybody yeah, knows this. Is. Yeah. So how exactly is this person going to lose is, <laughs> is the question now. I mean, I, the one, I don't know how it was for where you guys were sitting, but where we were sitting, there were a couple kids and they were buying everything. Oh, yeah. Like, I heard one kid during the, uh, the Fatal 4-Way for the U.S. title just... He was so convinced AJ Styles was gonna lose. Yeah, because they mostly just put him on the out. You know, he was on the outs. Uh, like they just kept running him into the barricades and stuff, and just kind of keeping him out of the ring. Yeah, I think I saw him smoking a cigarette at one point, while the rest of them were just like smacking each other. Like, hey, this must be his <laughs> scheduled day off on this house tour show. Yeah, basically, I'm gonna take a powder and then I'll come and win. Yeah, uh, Randy Orton actually does a house show. <laughs> There's like a bunch of footage of him sneaking outside and bumming cigarettes from people. That's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> he can't take them with him. I don't know. I think he's. Just that much of like just a, <laughs> just a little snake. Where are you gonna put a pack of cigarettes though? Honestly, in That's those true. in those tights, yeah, it's true. not gonna go. I apologize for this joke, but it turns out Randy Orton's not a viper. He's a cheap asp. Oh God! I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. You should be sorry. That was awful. <laughs> I know. I should have leave that. We can't. We show. can't do this on other people's podcasts. That's Jimmy. right. Yeah, that was wrong. We can't do this. That was real selfish. Oh, please do. It's yeah. better than our normal level. <laughs> <laughs> of just Howard Finkel impressions. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. What was uh? What was you guys like favorite match of the night? Um. Um, I mean, I love that triple threat tag team because all three of those teams are so good. That was delightful. Yeah. The yeah. very beginning, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kicked off the show. And I'm just a huge New Day fan. Yeah. And, and I, all three of those teams are all great. So seeing them all in person is great. Even Breeze and Go? Because, like, I mean, obviously, like, you're getting some pretty strong, like, douche chills with those guys. Oh, I love They're them. hilarious. They're so funny. They were them. really funny, though. I, On... On the net or on like Raw or SmackDown? SmackDown? Sorry, I always mix those twos up. I'm a bad wrestle boy. Um, <laughs> on SmackDown, they have um, Fashion Files. The Fashion Files, and they did Fashion Peaks, where they just made like not made fun of, but parodied Twin Peaks. That's incredible. Deep, deep cuts, like, <laughs> yeah, into <laughs> Twin Peaks references. Wowzer! There was stuff from the new season that was currently airing while they were doing it. That's incredible. And they like yeah, they done X Files and Law and Order and like Noir. Like they just keep moving yeah. through stuff and super deep wrestling references, Very, oh, like yeah. hidden in the background of these segments. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, you could literally like pause a frame and see like 
like mug shots of people that were like ref- like cross references between the show they were parodying and wrestling. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, uh, I will say they they made it a lot of fun because you, you're talking about like the sort of the carny sideshow element yeah. to it. Like that was on full. Like they just came out both barrels like well, full display for like, that first match. Tyler Breeze just resting on the apron half the time. Like I thought that was so. I I love that stuff. Yeah. There's the one guy rubbing the other guy's back because he couldn't like flip the other dude. Oh, yeah, man, he's, like, that, he that was his back. that was so yeah. that was so good. You would <laughs> never see good. that on. TV. Oh hell no, no no and no! So but I'm it was so delightful live. They, gotta, they did it. Though Tyler Breeze did come out dressed as a janitor in a title match. That's true. So and an old lady once. Yeah, and he switched, he switched to an old lady in that. <laughs> yeah, same match had a mop. Okay, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, the the silly side of the WWE is some of my favorite stuff. Absolutely. And though, like, it was really fun to explain that one to uh, uh, my girlfriend Kate as well as watching because you have to catch people up. Like, how do you give like the pitch of who these characters are? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, male model. Uh, ballroom tango dancer, but I guess they got together and realized they're also kind of male strippers, so they dressed as cops. But also now they they're they're guys who are detectives for fashion. Yeah, <laughs> that's a hell of an elevator pitch for a for a tag team duo. Yeah. That's crazy. Also, they're really great at wrestling. Yeah, oh, I'm I sure. I was really really talented. He gets very underutilized. Yeah, um, but yeah, I guess my favorite might have been that four way because seeing Kevin Owens like in person like doing just being kevin owens was great i love nakamura i went to see nakamura but ginger's not that great of a wrestler so like it's hard to he's a big boy yeah that part was fun watching a big boy do big boy things it's it's just hard to love uh say you love a match when only one of the wrestlers is great yeah also just being surrounded by some real racist being surrounded by it was was rough yeah, the, I, I, I'm glad to see that jingoism is alive and well in uh, sort of the sideshow wrestling aspect. Like that was, I mean, that it, was kind of a bummer. Like it, a couple of those parts. It was like that on TV too, because yeah. he was against Randy Orton. Ginger was for a while, and uh, I, did Randy ever say anything racist, or was it just Not the crowd? Full on, okay. but it's like kind of implied, like you're rooting for me because I'm the white guy. Yeah. Like, oh no. Yeah, but the rough. the most complicated thing about that is he's against Nakamura now. Okay. And he said racist stuff against Nakamura. Jinder did. Huh. So it's like, don't do that, guys. Yeah. Well, I'm, I was more in favor, like, being racist is bad. That's my first disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hashtag but analysis. But if it's, if it's done under the guise of, like, the heel is clearly the bad guy. Yeah. And he's very, like, I remember when they did, um the Jeb Coulter stuff with Jack Swagger like five years back mm-hmm. where he was just racist towards Hispanics and they had El Bocho Del Rio come in and be the hero. Uh-huh. I was like, that's kind of how the alignment should be. Yeah. The bad guys should be bad yeah. and the good guys should be, you know, let's have some understanding. Let's have some inclusivity and let's, yeah. you know, make wrestling a more open and uh, varied place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it gets kind of confusing because like, WWE is also confused about how to make like yeah they still do the foreign heel thing yeah like Rusev has in my brain always been a face yeah because he like he fights for his wife he fights for his home country yeah he doesn't like and that smile yeah <laughs> and he's handsome yeah. and, then, and then they trotted him out against like freaking Texas Mc, Mc Flagstaff or whatever <laughs> like the American dude yeah I, like I clearly see what you're doing here like I this is like some glow shit right here but okay fine <laughs> yeah and then of course he gets his ass beat because like Rusev's got like 200 pounds on the dude or whatever. Uh, but I was just like, everyone starts with the USA there. I was like, yeah. I guess. Like, this it, is kind of gross and weird. It was The weirdest part was when they were chanting USA in a match with 
a Japanese wrestler. Oh, can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, yeah of course. course. He's Japanese. He's an Indian Canadian man who's billed as just from India versus a Japanese man, and everyone's chanting USA. Like I think I literally said that out loud. There were kids sitting in front of me, and they were like, "Right?" And I was like, "Do you do you get this? I don't get this." Yeah, do we just we just we want the guy to lose? But what happened? Like. Are we cheering? We can't cheer for Japan, I guess. Like, I mean, <laughs> I guess we can, but then, I don't know, it, was, it, got, it got messy. The Sims yes. brothers are from British Columbia. Like, they're the ones that are from the closest to America out of everyone in that match. So, really, if anybody. So, yeah, like, <laughs> I can't even, like, that's the thing, I can't even, like, I feel like the problem is, like, WWE especially has trained crowds to behave in a certain way to certain, like, impetuses. Yeah. And, like, Chanting USA at the foreign heel has always been one of those things. Yeah. Even if it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, like, WWE doesn't really ever stop to try to explain, like, no, no, no. See, the guy you're cheering for is also foreign. <laughs> In fact, he's, like, markedly more foreign. Yeah, yeah, yeah arguably yeah. more of a foreigner. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he comes from a different continent. <laughs> the three, quote-unquote, foreign heels are all North American. Yeah. The, of Indian descent. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was weird. And of course, like one of the one of those things where they say like, "Ooh, this is a title match. Look out!" I was like, "Okay, so Shinsuke is gonna get his ass beat. Got it." But like, I have to say, even knowing full well, because I think they did that one. They did. Was it United States Champion? Yeah. And then the tag team championship tag team, at the beginning, yeah. like. Yeah. And I knew I I, I could have figured having never seen a house show, like there's no way in hell that they're going to change belts in Boise in a yeah. house show. That's ridiculous. But like, I have to say that that didn't. I don't think that that ruined anything for me or that didn't no. make the experience any less for me, which I was, I'm not going to say I was pleasantly surprised, but like, I, I think I was a little surprised. Like I, I that, that knowing full well how this was all going to shake out mm-hmm. didn't take away from my enjoying the individual matches, which yeah. were again, very good. Like surprisingly, like a lot of fun to watch. And I mean, they, they even had what surprised me is in the Bobby Roode, uh, Dolph Ziggler match, they had Bobby Roode kick out of the finisher. Yeah. Like, I wasn't expecting that in a house show at all. I thought it was like, zigzag, okay, that's done. And yeah. then he kicked out, and suddenly I was like, my investment doubled. The matches were real long. Yeah. And, like, I mean, comparing it to the last one I went to, I didn't have high expectations. Yeah. Um, and I was very impressed. I was, it was, I thought it was great. Yeah, absolutely. Like, overall, like, the match quality was all much better. Like, yeah. And, like, the way that they booked those matches that, like, you know what's happening, but it's still, like, surprising how they got to there. Like, totally. Yeah. They kept it pretty suspenseful. Like, I, you know, a couple minutes before the finish was, like, you'd still not know exactly the way the match was shaping out. Yeah. Which isn't even true of matches on Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I think part of, like, what, what I thought was, pro- I, it feels deliberate, um, and maybe this would be being a little cynical, but I think it was... Part of it was like with the triple threat, and then the fatal. What do they call it? The fatal four way mm-hmm. with AJ Styles and all that. So like, even though you knew darn good and well, like the belt holders were going to remain the belt holders, there was still enough other things going on yeah. in those where it's like, oh, you know, um, what are those guys? The Usos. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, they're gonna get in there. They were very popular. People were cheering them on quite mm-hmm. a bit too, and they got in there to mix it up. So you didn't quite know how that whole thing was going to go. Then, like, I think during the Fatal 4-Way is one of those deals where everybody had been knocked everybody out. Yep. So it's just like, you know, the ring is just full of bodies. And, like, that was, I mean, it was fun. Like, it's like, okay, well, who's going to get up first to do their thing? Like, even if it wasn't, like, if, if the outcome was more or less preordained, it was cool. 
They even got to finish, like in the Fatal Four, they got to add some good old-fashioned like wrestling tropes that are really easy to understand for new viewers and kids. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, Baron Corbin and Kevin Owens are working together for a little bit. They're yep. not going to like it when one tries to pin someone. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough. Yeah. yeah. They did a really good job of making it for like the people who watch as well as the people who don't watch, who just showed up because it was a wrestling event. Yeah, we had some friends who have like the most minimal interest in wrestling like basically because of us like we've kind <laughs> yeah. of started to get them into wrestling and one they, of them exclusively watches japan stuff yeah one of them exclusively <laughs> watches new japan has no idea about like wwe outside of shinsuke nakamura yeah we got him into it through new japan nice to be into it and they scored like basically front row seats and they had like the time of their lives there. yeah like that's rad yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that that can't be understated. It was just it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. I think even with the melodrama leaning into the melodrama aspect of it, and it got you know leaned a little far into yeah, sort of the trope of like boo the the foreigners and douchebags and 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 all. like it was fairly like black and white in that way, yeah. but like it was mm-hmm. still fun. Like Dolph Ziggler's one was my favorite. Like, well, they're still cheering me a little bit. Let's run down the crowd in the most obvious by the numbers like heel way. Yeah, right. Which is like I put Boise on the map. <laughs> Right. Like, okay. Yeah, we know you just showed up here. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah, and you definitely put it on the map with that Intercontinental Championship match you had a year ago here. The one time you've ever wrestled here before. Yeah, that's right. Against Tyler Breeze. Yeah. That was the best thing that happened to Boise. <laughs> also, was- I, I'm surprised. I mean, future if, if wrestlers are listening, good way to get heel heat here. Pronounce the city's name wrong, which you all, everyone did. Everyone does always. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, you but know. But you do it intentionally is all. Right. <laughs> Boaz. Boaz Boaz, Iowa like Rusev's gonna come out I'm saying Boise with a hard Z (laughs) (laughs) it was interesting because last year it was at the Idaho Center and they all did a good job of saying Nampa like no one said Boise they were all just like Nampa, Idaho and I was like that's worse than like you don't want to say that yeah Yeah. that's that's not great How we feeling tonight, Nampa? We're all feeling bummed that we had to drive out to Nampa. That's how we're yeah, feeling. Exactly. <laughs> Don't rub it in. Yeah, come on. Uh, I want to talk. Like I, I, I really dug the the women's match. Yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of. It's kind of a bummer that it was just the one match because I feel like there's enough. Like whatever. And I'm basing this off of literally what I just saw. But yeah. like. I, I, it seems to me that women's wrestling, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, is at least is, is be given not quite a short shrift in the WWE of late. Like when I was coming up, it was sort of like the sideshow or as the yep. pair of boobs that was accompanying whomever in like kayfabe. It was a kayfabe girlfriend or whatever. But mm-hmm. like it seemed they like, I mean, a couple of the Charlotte Flair like yeah. knows her shit. Like it's, it's, it's kind of incredible. The whole legacy thing leaning into her dad, like Ric Flair stuff. I think it was really cool. And it was almost kind of a bummer that it, they were all like, and here's the women's thing. Anyway, back to the actual wrestling. Yeah, like, it still like felt that way a little bit. A six-woman tag, which is what they did last year, too. Mm-hmm. So it shows that it's like a pretty recurring way they do house shows. That's too bad. Is It's a serious bummer because, like, they like they have the women's title there. Like, Natalia is the women's champion right now. Mm-hmm. Like, they could have had... She's in a program with Charlotte right now. It's a heart versus a flare. Yeah. That'll sell, like, house show tickets. Like, Hell yeah. Put that on and then put on a four-woman tag. Yeah. If not multiple other singles matches. Like, the fact that they cram it all into a six-woman tag every time is a bummer. But they also do that on the pay-per-views. Uh, like... That's too bad. It's... 
they're trying to be better. Like they had an entire women's tournament. Which was all indie wrestlers. That's cool. It was, um, it was great too. It was awesome. Yeah, Thirty-two um, amazing women wrestlers. Like I could watch gifs of Kari Sane's uh, elbow drop just over and over and over again. <laughs> I just can't wait for eventually her and Oscar to fight in like two years. Yeah. Yeah. But so like and now like the commercials during the promos for TLC, they're just teasing this wrestler Asuka oh. her coming in because she's so good she, she could out wrestle in most yeah. of the men she held the NXT women's title for over 500 days straight and never lost a single match in NXT damn she only dropped her title because she got hurt in her last title defense does she like vacate it basically yeah, she vacated or? it wow. she's coming up to Raw undefeated How? that's amazing two and a half years in the company Dang. Yeah, so. it, it kind of, I mean, this is only my interpretation of it, but it's always been like NXT past four or five years, really, it like does a really wonderful service to women's wrestling and yep. it makes it on par. Yep. Um, it, it centers the women as important things mm-hmm. and not just like, like, like it, not it makes a bathroom them, break. Exactly. It makes them real three dimensional characters. Yep. And for my money, like the Bailey arc of her finally winning the championship was one of the most like emotional rent matches I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but once they get to Raw and get under the grubby fingers of, like, the main WWE creative team, it all kind of gets a little awful. We've talked about this a lot. Oh, yeah. It's one of our favorite things to talk about. It's a constant problem in WWE. If Triple H is in charge of it, it's great. Yeah. If Vince is in charge of it, it generally turns bad. Mm. Like, not always, but especially with women's wrestling. Yeah. and, And other characters, too, where people are amazing in NXT and come up and are terrible, are mm-hmm. absolutely terrible. That's a bummer. Because Triple H is a lot better and a lot has a lot fresher ideas, obviously. <laughs> yeah. which, who, which is the weirdest sentence. Who would have bet on that? Right? That's yeah. so weird. I mean, Triple H is pushing progressive thought into wrestling. The DX guy. <laughs> the DX guy. You know the DX guy. Yeah, anyway, um, he's running shit. But now he is you know, married to a very powerful woman in Stephanie McMahon and has multiple daughters. It seems like maybe he's figured some stuff out. Yeah. Get into the family biz, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember, do you, do you guys, I don't know if you guys were watching at the time, do you remember the weird kayfabe wedding between Stephanie McMahon oh, and Triple he H? Rugged her? Where he basically she raped her sad. and bragged about raping her in st- on stage. That was uncomfortable. I'll never forget it. He's talking to, who was, because he was like, what was it? He swooped in on somebody's wedding? Tat, her and Test. Oh my that's god, right. it was a fucking test. No, no, that's I, right. I, I remember even as a kid, like, I don't think that's legally binding. Yeah. That's not how weddings work. <laughs> and they set up this whole deal, and then all of a sudden she gets, I guess, kidnapped, and then he comes and gets in his face and is like, the question isn't whether we did, but how many times we consummated the marriage. Oh, no. And everyone's like, boom. I mean, it was great heat, but it's like, yeah, you got heat because you're bragging about raping a chick, dude. That's, that's it was so gross. Terrible. So, like, but I've always liked Triple H fight. Like, and I like that he's calling the shots now. But, like, I always, whenever I think about him and Stephanie McMahon, I think about that part in Kayfabe where he's like, that's like the worst heat ever. It was gross. Yeah. Turned into a beautiful real life. I guess it's a beautiful, <laughs> yeah. it just it grew a wonderful thing. But yeah. I mean, it, it, most weddings don't start when you're stolen from the altar and forced to marry another person. <laughs> but I'm glad those two crazy kids figured it out, really. They yeah. did. And isn't that a thing where they got married after all of that? Like, Yeah, she turned heel by saying, no, we actually are together. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, wasn't it like at least because he dated, uh, this is turning to like, People magazine from like 20 years ago. <laughs> he dated China, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then and went that to. That was a whole thing. He left her for Stephanie McMahon. Then she left. China left the company. 
And then her and X-Pac did a thing. Yeah. I mean, that's so, a smart business move. Both shoot and kayfabe Triple H kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Except he's also, like, responsible for one of my favorite parts of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. That can sum up most people in wrestling. Yeah. Do anything good. It's, well, yeah, but they also did this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's hard to. Wrestling's complicated. It's real. At least, like. At least based on the Twitter account from what I can follow and, like, the, the stories. Like, guys like Kevin Owens. It seems like he's a great guy to everyone. Yeah, yeah. he's a dad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he named his son Owen after Owen Hart, and then took the last name Owens when he had to change his name after his son. Uh, he's Kevin Steen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they made him change it, so he's like, "Oh, I'll go after him. use my son's name then." <laughs> his son is like a, the biggest wrestling fan ever, and it was like really awesome. Oh, uh, that's adorable. Like, he's a huge John Cena fan, and he they kept it a secret from him when Kevin Owens was gonna face John Cena, like his first thing on the main roster. They kept a secret from from Kevin or from, from his from, from his, his son. From Owen, his son. Oh no! And, like, kept it a secret and then like videotaped it to like show how excited he was. Oh, that's a, that's the best. That's adorable. <laughs> it is adorable. Yeah. And they're trying to make him a heel. Come on. He's good at it. He's an amazing heel. I don't ever want him to be a face. I like him being a little... He's an only child, and I love it. Mm. He's just a little brat. (laughs) He wants... I love it. Yeah, excellent. He's just kind of like in... the, the. I remember when he, like debuted with NXT he was positioned as like uh, like friends of everyone he knew Sami Zayn like yeah. oh my god he was like, he, like this guy's great let's watch his opening match then Sami Zayn wins the championship later in the night and Owens just hugs him walks away then power bombs him right into the like the ring that's the best yeah just to completely wrecks him and gets like <laughs> booed lustily and those guys have been feuding before they like yeah. NXT yeah. they've been feuding since NXT it's like the one pairing that always works yeah yeah fight forever yep and oh yes kind of starting it again in smackdown yeah. which is nice yeah i that's like one of the there's a few things like sometimes like i get tired of it like fit and bray i'm a little tired of and like yeah randy and gender i was very tired of but like new days and usos yeah i don't get tired of that i love it and it, like it, yeah they just always find new wrinkles or something new to yeah. do it and like kevin and sammy are just they're just so they work so well together i mean yeah they're groomsmen in each other's weddings <laughs> that's awesome they're, they're real good friends but they're so good at hating each other yeah do you, do you think you guys think are they ever pulling the trigger on sammy in in smackdown i don't i'm scared like i'm scared, I'm scared they're gonna do what they did to dissolve ziggler and just kind of yeah just show up every now and then i i hope i hope they do because he's awesome yeah, like he's like such a good underdog. So I hope that they're like trying to do the Daniel Bryan thing of he's gonna be an underdog for a very long time, but it'll be worth it when he finally mm-hmm. gets something. Yeah. But at the same time, they keep seeming to forget about him entirely. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I think that's my pr- like the Daniel Bryan thing was, you know, one of the best things ever when he finally like made to the top. Yeah. But the problem is like the journey was a lot of like they were jerking him around a lot. Yeah. And also I don't maintain that they ever they claimed they had it planned out. It looked oh, no, they yeah. Didn't. In no way did they have no, a plan. Not at all. They you know they saw how many people booed Batista when they brought Batista back. Yeah. Because they thought he was gonna be a big hero and everyone was gonna like him, but actually they were like, No, we want Daniel Bryan. Why are okay. Batista here? Yeah. And then CM Punk quit, so they needed a new yeah. top guy. So yep. they're like, Okay, Daniel Bryan. Fine. Yeah. Can I say really quickly? Yeah, just you brought up. So this is a super underrated part of wrestling. Uh, Matt, you don't know about this, but I you'll enjoy not. it. That that I love. 
I guess I kind of ironically love it that they have managed to boo the Royal Rumble winner like the past four or five years. <laughs> like, yes. like almost consistently, yeah. everyone keeps hating the Royal Rumble winner. And even Randy Orton winning it this year, they were just really happy it wasn't Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that's how you know you're making a mistake when one of the most hated people by the smart guys is getting cheered. Because it's they're pushing Roman again. Yeah, and oh, no. like just the fact that you know, like after one of those, like they tried to get like The Rock to help Roman Reigns <laughs> get over, it, and people booed The Rock. Oh dear, you did it <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah, you did it real bad. The, the look on The Rock's face is just like this has never happened. Like <laughs> yeah. it hasn't happened since the very beginning of my career when I got booed all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah, he literally like the best part, like because he's The Rock. It wasn't a look of why are they booing. It was like what is that? What is that noise? <laughs> yeah. what, what is that noise? <laughs> Something's wrong. Yeah, he, he is the most confused I've ever seen. <laughs> just holding up the hands of his cousin as they're just lustily like booing and he's like pointing at it he's like this went this, wrong this guy they tried to use Triple H they tried to use Daniel Bryan like yeah it, yeah it just does not work yeah but, <laughs> but it's starting to work for me <clears throat> I don't mind him I, mean, I watched a match today that changed my opinions on him oh yeah him and The Miz are feuding right now and they had an incredible match and it's I like Roman more than I like The Miz but they did so good together. Like it was a great match. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm kind of like I'm low key. I've low key always been okay with Roman Reigns. Like mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of anyone being positioned in like the unstoppable snarky John yeah. Cena role. Yeah, just because it's boring. Yeah, but like the matches where like like when he was with the uh, Brock Lesnar or something, and he mm-hmm. was just taking punishment. He always comes across great. Yeah, yeah. He's it, a great worker when he wants to be. Yeah, and I don't know. I think them bringing the shield back together, I don't know if that'll put them over, but yeah. it'll help, yeah. but I don't know what they're doing now. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, just think about this, like, trying to tie it into, like, you know, a baseball analogy to <laughs> fit with you guys. It's kind of like, you know, there's almost every season there's, like, that rookie player that comes in as, like, for two weeks is amazing, and then suddenly falls off the face of the cliff. Kind of like the, was it Jock Peterson maybe a year ago or no, so? No, I mean, the the term for that is the Jeff Francoeur. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, there you the, go. That's Jeff Francoeur is like the prototypical, oh my gosh, this guy's amazing. How did everyone pass up on him? Then a year goes by, you're like, oh. Then two years go by, you're like, oh no. Then three years go by, you're like, he's dead. He's dead. They keep trotting him out and he's dead. Why can't they see he's dead? <laughs> <laughs> They've killed him. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still, but it's like everyone, like, but the announce teams are still saying, Oh, the best guy in the in the league. Like, if it was because the announcers were in the pocketbook of, you know... Still trying to put him over. That's what you get with regional sports networks. Jesus. It's almost hard to watch. Like, even Nesson, like, watching them talk about, like, just slobbering all over, like, the, the home team. It's like, and the good guys are up by six or whatever. Like, ugh, just call the game. Like, yeah. leave like leave it out. Come on. Yeah, I mean, the best is when the, like, particularly the announcers ignore what's very clearly being heard by the audience, where it's like, there's just nothing but booze, and they're like, ah, a mixed crowd reaction. Real polarizing. (laughs) It can't be polarizing if there's only one poll. Right, it's just the one, everyone's pretty much on the one poll guy. It's 100% booze. A lot of people got a lot of opinions about that Roman Reigns. Both sides, both sides, many sides. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeesh. Well, speaking of baseball... Oh, yeah. Let's talk about some simil not similarities, some where wrestling and baseball have intersected. Yeah, I mean it's not like 
as common as a lot of other sports. Like, I was doing trying to do some research here. It's like <clears throat> top twenty. I literally read a list that was top twenty six uh, athletes that went into pro wrestling in. Like nineteen of them were football players, and the other ones were UFC fighters. That sounds about right. They actually didn't even have Macho Man on there, you know, who had minor league baseball career. Yeah, I think he made it as far as like Double A or something. Like he was there a little bit. Yeah, like even now, who are like the some of the football players were like today's like Mojo Raleigh played football, right? Yeah, I played for Mm -hmm. Maryland and then a little bit in the NFL. Yeah. There's and Roman Reigns was in the CFL. That's right. That's right. Okay. Was on a practice squad, I think, in the NFL. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know that. Yeah, Brock, yeah. Brock tried to play for the Vikings, I think. Yeah, Brock yeah, yeah I heard about that. Aaron Corbin was a lineman for the Cardinals. That makes right. sense. Right. right. Um, yeah, baseball. I mean, yeah. So there's not as much, but you know, there's some real classic moments like Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Um, he was just one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. <laughs> I watched he was one of the greatest names of all time. Let's be honest. I watched a video of him today, and it was incredible. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how how long? Because w- refresh me. That was the Brook. That was one of the Brooklyn Brawlers' other names, right? Yeah, it was one of his like six names. Yeah, was, like, <laughs> I think maybe a month. Like, oh no, oh, it was because it's just for the strike. One whatever season that was, when the players were on strike, they were like, "Let's make a heel character out of a player on strike." That's amazing. <laughs> he was a baseball playing wrestler on strike and he was a heel because everyone was mad about the strike was he a, like did they try to position him as a scab um no he was literally like i'm not going to do what you guys want me to do cuz i'm on strike <laughs> and he was blaming he was like saying it was the fans fault and like he's like baseball just they just want to be millionaires and they don't want to pay us anything and it was it's such it was a crazy. weird face, promo like the baseball you know, like baseball players <laughs> yeah you know like baseball players do yeah with like stitching and everything like seems yeah. like a oh, yeah. well i mean it's, it's a, once you make the major league they officially brand a baseball in half of your face <laughs> to let them know your property of mlb that's fair yeah. i am forgetting about that yeah it's, it's, you, you haven't watched a game in a while on tv man yeah i guess that's true <laughs> yeah um i don't know like i don't know the main other big moment of course is pete rose our, our favorite yeah. we we owe honestly like legitimately we owe pete rose so much <laughs> half of our podcast easily is about pete rose and pete rose's shenanigans I mean, pete rose is a member of the wwe hall of fame and the that baseball show hall of fame yeah <laughs> currently under construction i mean two hall of fames you know to make up for the one he'll never get for the, the one he'll definitely never ever touch unfortunately yeah. you have to almost think that him being involved with wwe and wwf uh hurt his baseball hall of fame chances even more i mean because like like i when with mlb like it's it's a it's a lark as well but they're of course obsessed with the dignity of the game and then you watch a man in a chicken suit getting tombstoned by a giant fire (laughs) demon they both have no soul so that's true that's that's 100 true i never fully understood that was it because like kane was the big red machine and he played for the big red machine like was there any connective tissue with that <laughs> that's more thought out than i thought i mean i bet someone thought of that but i don't think that was ever they never factored that's a missed opportunity is what that is <laughs> yeah. like I can see that very much being like, you know, one of those, like, like a shitty, like, I don't know, like Taco Bell commercial where it's like, well, they say I'm the best, and oh, actually, I'm the best, and I, I they call me this, or whatever. Like, it just seems like a shitty sort of weird thing that they would do to, like, cross-promote, and they never did, so they, they did I think that's too bad. A while ago, Matt, like, a, a anger management sketch of Kane and Daniel Bryan going to anger management. 
and they asked like Kane, like, why are you in anger management? And he literally just in a deadpan voice recited everything he'd done in WWE. He's like, well, murdered my parents with a fire. <laughs> uh, I've tried to kill my brother several times. Uh, I've like uh, just you know going through all that, and then he just ends it. And also, I have a not really explained obsession with Pete Rose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So, so in good. canon, he doesn't even know why yep. he's he's obsessed with Pete Rose. That's extremely good. Yeah, I don't I don't ever under because it was like two thousand or so, right? Like two thousand WrestleMania. I remember he was there for that, and like yeah. the chicken suit. Like there's just it's I don't like. It seems like a blur, and it seems like the fever dream of a madman trying to explain it. But like, <laughs> I don't like. He was there, and he certainly was. It was certainly a big part of it, or a part anyway. Yeah. Enough so to be literally in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, the man with the most hits in Major League Baseball history was in a chicken suit at a WrestleMania, getting tombstone by Kane. Because life is wonderful and, and weird. I can't figure out how to explain it more than that. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's just basically it. like a Dadaist artwork. Like that's how like absurd it is to just like. There's no rhyme or reason. I don't think they ever explained why he was in the chicken suit or why Kane wanted to tombstone him other than he was just encroaching on Kane's personal space Mm -hmm. as a chicken. (laughs) So he had to pay the price. To be fair, of all the people in the world, Pete Rose is one of the people I'd want to tombstone (laughs) the most. That's extremely fair. I think... Whatever we talked about this at length on our podcast, but I think in general it's one of those things where like he did the thing, even though like yeah the gambling and all that was like real bad, especially when it came out recently that he was gambling against his team because that was sort of the last shred of like well at least he never bet on his own games. Okay, well he bet on his own game, but at least he never bet against his own team. Oh, no. And then he definitely did that when they like seized his ledgers and all that. So it's pretty much indefensible at this point. Yeah. Having said that, like he did do all those hits like and no one's ever going to touch that record so it's we're gonna let everybody else in but we're not gonna let him in like i don't know we could go on for hours about that and it's also worth remembering with pete rose the one fun fact about him getting all those hits is he was a player manager oh yeah he managed his own team and would then play himself when he's just an old wasted piece of nothing so he could get more hits (laughs) yeah so it's like even then it's like there are some charming aspects about Pete Rose, like hearing him talk hating is an amazing thing, but then there are some really, really awful, awful underbelly things where he's like, oh yeah, he's kind of the weird uncle no one wants to talk to. <laughs> right. Wearing the chicken suit. <laughs> That's funny. What are some baseball players that would be good wrestlers or uh, wrestlers that would be good baseball players? That's an excellent question. Well, I've got an answer right away. Go yeah. for it. Okay, best best baseball player to be a wrestler? Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Judge. Okay. Yep, 100%. Because mm-hmm. picture of him... With Braun Strowman, he's he's a big boy. Yeah. Oh, is he the dude that's as tall as Braun? Yeah. Yep. Where he's where Cass is shorter than him. Yeah, and then okay. also yeah, the quote unquote seven foot tall <laughs> Cass is shorter than <laughs> six Uh-oh. foot seven. Aaron Judge. Yeah. <laughs> Juice the stats a little bit. I think. I don't also, know. Alexa Bliss is in that picture, which is just makes it oh, amazing. No. She is five feet tall. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And you can't teach that apparently. No. You cannot. Can't. Uh, yeah, so like Aaron Judge, just because like he's big and strong, he's a rookie this year, and he's like the whole baseball world is talking about him. Like he he set the rookie record for home runs. Wow! Like that guy's coming in with some heat already if he's a wrestler. Also, like just it's yeah the Braun Strowman picture of looking when you look at wrestlers next to other like actual athletes, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Like because you I always just think of wrestlers as like gods. Yeah. Like, like no one is bigger when they're on the ring, you know, in the ring. Yeah. But when you see them next to other athletes, you're like, oh, they're also just athletes. Yeah. That's actually what they are. They're just athletes who yeah. do something different. Yeah. 
Um, personally, I've thought this for a while, but I would love nothing more than to have Bryce Harper be a Miz type heel in the uh, WWE because he has the hair for one. That's true. Two, oh my god, yeah. I think that guy could get he- just the most heat ever if he really wanted to. It's one of my favorite gifs of all time is Bryce Harper doing the Little Mermaid thing and flipping his hair in center field. It was incredible. I'll watch that over and over again. Yeah, people would... He, he has... I love Bryce Harper like I love my own son. I, I don't have a son. Um, but he has the most punchable face. Like, he just... He has the jockiest, most punchable face. Like, as a wrestler, he would totally be a Miz type. And I, I love the Miz. I'm, I'm an unlike... I'm an, like, I have no shame in being the biggest supporter and, like... You know, defender of what the Miz does because he has the most punchable face and knows mm-hmm. it, and makes sure that everyone he's, else like, he's knows it. excellent at what he does. Like he does seem to lean into. I, it I quite hate a bit. him for a reason because he makes me hate him. Yeah. So cool. Um, I would say Jinder Mahal because he doesn't have steroids. Yeah, he he fit into like <laughs> maybe old old baseball. Yeah, he, he'll be right at home on that cover of Sports baseball. Illustrated with uh, Mark McGuire and uh, Barry Bonds and togas. Yep, Jinder yes. Mahal and Toga. Yeah, you totally would. Just these eight foot tall man beasts. Yeah, they can just all pop each other's back knee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, stick each other in the butt with quote unquote B twelve shots. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I really enjoyed like when Jinder Mahal left because he was a jobber. And then, like, they didn't need that jobber anymore. Mm-hmm. Then he comes back and he just looks like he had, like, pulled his skin over snakes. Yeah. Like, that's how thick and veiny he was. Yeah. And the worst part is, like, you could practically hear, like, the boner McMahon popped when he saw how big he was. Like, yeah. oh, that's a good body. <laughs> Fast track him or whatever. <laughs> trying to think. Uh, who would be a good uh, Who would be a good luchador, Matt? A good luchador, yeah, like, like so, from like, baseball into into wrestling, yeah, yeah, to, to re- wrestle as lucha. Um, that's a great question. Uh, I mean, you could always say how like Jose Altuve, he'd have the built-in Rey Mysterio like size difference with everyone. Yeah, I think that's I think that's pr- probably pretty close. He's one of the smaller boys, but like he's like he's super like he's an amazing like athlete and a tremendous baseball player. I bet you give him a little bit of time, he could be flying around the ring lucha style. <laughs> I think it'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, Altuve, I think he's like five. Five, five, six. Okay. Yeah, like he. It's what's cool about going on in baseball right now is Aaron Judge, Braun Strowman size. Okay. Is he's uh, having one of the best years for the AL, so he's up for the MVP. The other guy who might take the MVP from him, Jose Altuve, five six. That's so sick. A little dude with like a crazy good batting average and like leads a lot of like in those sort of advanced stats, and then just Aaron Judge hits big fat ding dings yeah, all it, day. It's basically like who's a better wrestler, Big Sure or Alexa Bliss, and that's okay. the competition they have like for the AL <laughs> MVP. Yeah, yeah it's that's extremely crazy. Good. Yeah. It's it's gonna be a lot of fun to see how that shakes out. Cause honestly, cause like we talked about this on our last week, we just recorded our our latest pod last night, and I would be fine with either one of them winning. But I think it says a lot about like where people are looking and what stats they're interested in between Aaron Judge or Altuve, to be honest. Um, but they both they both earned it. They both certainly deserve it. I don't think there's any a clear cut winner. Either one of them would be fine. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I was thinking Pedroia to be a. Uh El Generico type. Um, if you Sami Zayn used to be a luchador, but wait, what? Matt, yeah. Oh yeah. Never mind. No, he never was. No, I thought he was in Venezuela or something. He started an orphanage. I think he died. Oh, okay. okay, he's probably dead now. <laughs> but no. Um, got, again, because he's just so so little. Yeah, he's just guy. a little, little guy. Yeah, Petey's not a big dude. <laughs> That's true. I'm trying to think maybe even more like historically, like who would be a good? Because like we, I think we we have to find like. 
the the antagonistic heel in I baseball mean, that would be an amazing wrestler. The scariest baseball player that I know, I know very little about baseball, is uh, is it Randy Johnson, the guy who killed I mean, the bird? Yeah. Yep. Randy Johnson. <laughs> Big unit. By far I the mean, least likely thing that's ever happened on the face of this earth, by the way, to get yes. blasted with a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. Yeah. And and, and his, uh, his uh, nickname would totally fit in the WWE Attitude Era. Oh, yeah. It's so phallocentric, the big unit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You put big unit and big sexy and Val Venus I mean, in a three way. Johnson. Yeah. Like, him, Triple threat match. Yeah, him joining DX. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I could see that. He, yeah, he, yeah, he was like an NC. Uh, I, I've watched the bird clip you're talking about. Yeah. Is my favorite thing to show non baseball fans. It's, it's insane. Yeah. The probability of it, I, I don't. It's crazy. It just he vaporized it. Yeah, like it's yeah. a million pieces. I'm I'm in a softball league, and there's a rule called the bird rule. Yeah, yeah. So like, if you hit a bird in the air, it's still a live ball. So it's basically like the uh, like the catwalks at Tropicana Field. That's kind of a fun ground rule where yeah. like if you hit it high enough, like I don't know, we're just gonna play it off of the the catwalks. <laughs> what what are we supposed to do? It's not gonna happen very often. The Vlad Guerrero rule. <laughs> yes. I think I think the the two biggest baseball heels I can think of guys that would be like full on heel. Mm-hmm. Um, one would be Ty Cobb. Uh, that was the one I was thinking of. Yep. Too. A man who, beyond being a virulent racist, uh, also tried to fight a man missing limbs in the audience, in the crowd one time. Jesus. Yeah, Ty Cobb was the worst. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Slid with his cleats up. Yeah. Like, on purpose. Uh. And then Ted Williams would be a great heel. Because he'd be one of those, like, I'm perfect heels. Like, one of those smarmy, I'm, like, my batting average is 400. What's your batting average? <laughs> oh, sure. Sort of, sort, of like, sort of like a Kurt Angle before he got his turn. Like, yeah. sort yeah. of just like an arrogant, like, I'm an actual wrestler. Grr. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Like, cause also because Ted Williams was a big jerk, too. <laughs> yeah, he was. Also racist. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. There, there was a lot of those guys in past baseball history. It fit, it fit right in. And I definitely <laughs> think, <laughs> I definitely think, I don't think Goose Gossage would be a wrestler, but he's got to be somebody's asshole manager, for sure. Oh, fully, yeah. Yeah. Just talk about the talking about the millennials and <laughs> their awful like way of playing baseball. Right. Yeah. He just could be just the cranky old man in somebody's corner that, you know, distracts the ref while something happens. And and then of course like it's it's an obvious one, but Babe Ruth would be the face. Oh yeah. He'd basically be Stone Cold Steve Austin, except instead of beers he'd like pop open a hot dog and then like down three hot dogs in a row in front of the crowd oh, and they all cheer. That's true. <laughs> Like, he'd just keep getting fatter and fatter, and everyone would love him. Just dumping hot dogs into his mouth. And, and probably also beer. I mean, to be perfectly honest, he probably yeah. would. That, Sports nutrition true. was garbage, you know, 100 years ago. It's so sad. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that, that was pretty much the year where they're like, the fatter you are, the stronger you are. I see no difference between them. I'm a doctor. Yep. <laughs> That was, <laughs> exactly. That was also what they would say. Hey, babe, don't play golf in the off season. You have to save your legs because we'd think like Donald Trump in that you only have so much energy in a given lifetime. Yeah, like literally, like, it would have been work like a workout for him. The closest thing he ever got to Matt, working Matt, out, Matt, and Matt. they told him not to. WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump. <laughs> Call him by his official title, please. Jesus Christ, is he actually in the WWE Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah. That's unfortunate. At least he got booed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one thing, I guess. There are three people in the presidential cabinet now who have been stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's incredible. Like, <laughs> in the current cabinet? <laughs> yeah. It's got to be some kind of record. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Linda and Donald. Because it's only two. There was three at one point, I thought. Oh, man. Well, a lot of them have been fired or resigned, so there is <laughs> that. There was a picture with the entire McMahon family with with Donald Trump, like, right after Linda McMahon took that appointment. It's like, 
Everyone but the children in this picture have gotten Stone Cold Stunner. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. Delightful. And they're all shit stunners, too. Like, they're some of the worst stunners of his life. Like, Linda McMahon just kind of falls over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Donald Trump was just, like, watching Donald it. Donald was, he folded in half. Yeah. It was so bad. Can we talk about for a second how the Stone Cold Stunner, like, while it was a neat move was like the shittiest finishing move like it's ever happened like that wouldn't do anything to anybody it was that's not a good move yeah i mean you'd really have to catch him like with the shoulder to the chin yeah like it would take a lot otherwise he was just stone cold sort of wrapping himself around somebody's neck and then hitting his knees and then the other person like flying backwards like they'd just been pushed by a jedi it was it was not like it just like even when i was 14 years old and i ate it up i'm like that doesn't seem like it's all that. <laughs> did, y'all, did y'all, I don't want to take up too much time or anything, but did y'all hear when, uh, so, uh, back at the Royal Rumble, uh, Kevin Owens busted out a Stone Cold Stunner? Yep. Oh, yep. and then he critiqued it? Yeah, and then, then he went on the Stone Cold podcast, and Stone Cold's like, now son, now son, and he's just like, it's <laughs> <laughs> incredible. Like, scientific reasoning of, like, why Stone Cold Stunner works. Like, he's like, well, you got to kick him in the gut to, like, knock the wind out out of them and then you stun them because then they don't can't catch their breath and that'll like put them out like, <laughs> so you didn't kick them first that's why you, that's why you kicked out oh i see <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts is the boot to the stomach and then the turn and then like it was fun yeah but like half of the time like you see like they just sort of like leaned over and then fell backwards yeah like yeah, pretty much rock, it's hard he ended up with his feet like on the outside of the ring somehow yeah like, bouncing a million feet in the air yeah i think he sold it Perfect. <laughs> well, the last time I saw a sell like that was um, when Cesaro sold Dean Ambrose's move and uh, busted his teeth in. Oh yeah, that, oh, that, was, the, that was the worst thing I've ever yeah. seen. Like yeah. it, the worst was finding out like he's like, oh man, he just knocked his teeth out. That's amazing. No. And you're like, oh no no, he didn't knock his teeth out. He pushed him into his face. Oh, was that and, the cat that ate the turnbuckle? Yeah. yeah. Yikes. And it was his own fault because he oversold Ooh. so much. Yeah, yeah. He jumped too far and then bit the ring post. Oh, yikes. But now WWEshop.com is selling a shirt that has hit a picture of his face with his teeth messed up that says Thwith Superman on it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Man, they, they jump on the ball oh. for any like chance to squeeze money out of people. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 Yep. Squeeze that squeeze that lump of coal. Make a diamond. Uh, before we finish, just because we were talking about it, I have okay. to ask. Yeah, so of course. The the three... What, what, what are your guys' favorite takers of the stunner because I, I was just thinking about like you were talking about I have, I have three in my brain like mm-hmm. the rock is one mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Shane one where he like spits out all the beer really really good and then the uh, the Scott Hall one okay where Scott Hall basically pogoed in the air yes <laughs> I don't know if I can beat those three I mean it's special because it's like probably the last one we'll ever see but it's Xavier Woods at Wrestlemania 32 it's probably like the last one we'll see in a ring because oh, that's right like he you know Stone Cold came down and celebrated with the New Day but then they celebrated a little too much so he stunnered Xavier Woods and you know, Xavier Woods gets to have that <laughs> wow like, thing is like I'm probably the last person that's going to take a stunner like because Stone Cold really doesn't seem interested in coming back for stuff in the ring anymore yeah like, I'm, he's probably going to be the last guy to ever take one I mean, his explanation the next night was like, I, I, I deserved it. I deserved it. Like, I stepped out of bounds and he stunned me. I had it coming. <laughs> he was probably like, yeah, I took a stunner. I took a stunner. That's He's probably amazing. so stoked. Yeah. Um, well, besides The Rock, I would. I don't have three. I'd probably say Bret Hart just because their whole arc mm-hmm. is so emotional. Like, I mean, I've only watched um, the 
Stone Cold documentary. Yeah, yeah. And the Bret Hart documentary, so I got both sides. But that's really all I've seen. So I haven't watched Attitude Era Wrestling. So I would say, I'd say Bret Hart. It's a pretty, the Bret Hart Stone Cold stuff is a pretty perfect wrestling story. Yeah. Like, it's what got most people hooked, I think. And just watching it, it's amazing how every beat works as a story. Like, mm-hmm. it just, you had two complex characters and they had motivations and it was really like, that was like the best Shades of Grey thing they ever did, I yeah, think. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's all I can think of. I mean, I think, uh, I, like, I, again, I'm just, like super biased, but I remember, like, times when, like, Mick Foley was like like an interstitial, like inter, inter, intermediary between The Rock and Stone Cold. I remember him getting stunned a couple of times because he was one of the best guys that ever take a bump. Uh, mankind, so we yeah, sold the yeah, crap out of it. Of course, that's the understatement of the century. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously, yeah, but like, so that was pretty good. And then I think some of the stuff, the feudy stuff between um, uh, Stone Cold and Vince. I think Vince got centered a few times, yeah. and that was extremely fun. Yeah, I mean, and especially he always he didn't sells. take it well like the first time, but the just the first time he took a stunner. It was just so like such a cathartic thing for the crowd. It was incredibly satisfying. Yeah. yeah. It was the yes, fuck your boss, like completely the most like the biggest degree of all time. Oh yeah. Not not being into beer when I was fourteen. I still, you know, I got it. <laughs> didn't didn't Vince take a headbutt recently? Yeah, from Kevin Owens. <laughs> yep. And it's the most terrifying thing like I've seen in a minute, because it's a seventy two year old man and Kevin Owens like caught him with the headbutt like, and started bleeding like yeah pretty sure that he like pre-bladed it like because it just started like coming in a perfect little like patch on his head like, oh dang so he probably like pre-bladed and then glued it but like <laughs> which is an old school carny trick and vince is an old school carny yeah but, like, yeah he like, is at that there's it, a thud to it like yeah it, it, there's connection skull to skull Yikes. it shouldn't have happened but he's committed to his business yeah like it was it was insane. Oh, Vince's nasty blood. <laughs> uh, you just picture him like grabbing Kevin Owens backstage, like land me, goddammit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, God damn it! If you don't hit it. me hard enough, you'll be fired. Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that's exactly how it happened. It was Vince's first time on SmackDown in like five or six years too. Like oh wow, because he he's barely even on Raw anymore. And like before a year ago, SmackDown was pre-taped, so he's never gonna be on that. Like. So now it was his first time back, and then like took a headbutt, and then took a super kick from Kevin Owens, and then took a frog splash from Kevin Owens, all in yeah. the same segment. Holy yeah. shit! Seventy-two-year-old man. Damn, dude. Yeah. yeah. Lay out, man. Yeah. That's a man. I, I'm pretty sure I watched him piss himself like during <laughs> uh, during the the Stone Cold Rock feud. So like he'll do pretty much whatever it takes, I think, to put a storyline over. <laughs> yeah. Like he's kind of, sort of an awful human being, but like you got to give a man credit. Yeah. 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 There, there. I mean, there's. There's pluses and minuses to Vince. <laughs> the reason we have wrestling at the level we do today. Like, uh, 100%. Yeah, yeah that yes. can't be understated. Yeah, then there's just those other unfortunate sides. Yeah. That he is a 70-year-old billionaire white man. That yeah. looks like it. Yeah. Speed old white man, and I like I don't want to like get too far down this road, but like I saw in some of like the teaser stuff, like in between matches and everything, like Shane McMahon has not aged well. Can we talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, like it's weird seeing him still running around. Yeah, like he still takes bumps and like puts on pretty good matches like the couple of year, but he his face looks weird. Yeah, yeah. The last year at Hell in a Cell, he jumped off. No, that was at WrestleMania. That was at WrestleMania. Two years ago. Okay. A year and a half ago, yeah. Um, he also jumped out of a helicopter and survived. 
Kind of. I mean, his helicopter crashed into the ocean, but he did survive, yeah. For, seriously? Yeah, very recently. He took a bump from a helicopter. That's not a kayfabe that, like, actually no, happened? The helicopter crashed into the ocean. Holy shit. A month and a half ago, And he ago, just maybe. walked and, out and was like, I'm fine? Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. I gotta go. I got some Googling to do when I get yeah, home. That's incredible. Some really, really just amazing interviews with him, like, on the ocean front, like... After having survived, like, with the wreckage of the helicopter in the background, <laughs> basically like, yeah, our pilot like saved our lives and you know made everything fine. It's like you just survived a helicopter crash. Yeah. <laughs> like this is nothing to my this is nothing compared and, to my job. And Kevin wow. did say your kids and your family would have been better off if you died in that crash. <laughs> oh, they have going on right now. And then oh, he said, no. never mention my kids again. And all he said was your kids. <laughs> And then he just changed, started punching him. Yeah. It's great. It's that's, so good. That's amazing. Wait, like that is that is a lovely part using stuff that happens in the real world because you have to you have to acknowledge it anyway. Yeah. And like if you were trying to put like that's a good way to get heat. <laughs> like that's a pretty awful thing to do, but like that's at least intellectually honest if that's your goal. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, let's wrap it up. All right. What do you guys? What do you guys got to plug? Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, baseball playoffs are going on. I've got an Etsy store. That's oh. something. No, I actually don't. Oh, okay. Not in any way. <laughs> not in any way, shape, or form. I'm not creative that way. So, um, you don't have to be. I bought this Mariners hat off an Etsy shop. For real? I buy old things. Excellent. I sell them. Oh, wow. That's true. That's, okay. that's, that's extremely true. Um, uh, I mean, mostly our podcast, I suppose. You know, it's uh, it's, it's picking up. Our podcast is That Baseball Show. Okay. Um, and you can find us on, you know, whatever, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. I think we're on everything at this point. Um, so our, our podcast is basically, like, essentially like this. Like, only, like, you know, it would probably be more like 70-30 the other way, wrestling, <laughs> or baseball to wrestling. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, really, honestly, it's more like almost a, like a like comedy, pop culture, and sports, like okay. in some sort of order. I mean, Jimmy and I are both lifelong baseball fans. We're not too big into like the um, the the stats or like any you know like breaking down games or analysis. But it's more like there's a lot of weird things that happen in baseball because baseball is a weird sport. Okay, and those are fun to talk about, and that's more what we kind of focus our energy on. Cool. Yeah. Your trial of Mr. Met is honestly one of my favorite podcast moments. In re- in <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, y'all should definitely check it out. Oh, thank you. That's good. Yeah, to that you. was that's that's been sort of our, our cold opens have just been sort of skits or or um, sort of improvisations about something that's happened the week before, and that was a lot of fun. That was when Mr. Met got fired for flipping somebody off. <laughs> Which again, like that's baseball. It's like, delightful. The the mascot? Yeah, yeah. The, the, Mr. Metropolitan, the big yeah. baseball face guy. Mr. Met broke, broke kayfabe in a hard way. In a way. major way. Oh, yeah. man, that's a matchup. The Mets, I think the Mets were, it was a terrible, this whole season was a lost season for the Mets. Like, yeah. everyone is ruined. Anybody that's ever touched by this team will be ruined forever. <laughs> and they were getting their butts kicked in the middle of all this. And I think Mr. Met was on his way back to the locker room. And somebody yelled something at him, and they happened to be rolling their camera. And Mr. Met, on his way out the tunnel, just went, like, start walking backwards and just, mm, just gave him, gave him the, 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 the bird. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so good. The clip is like three seconds long, but I watched it maybe fifty times in a row because it's extremely good, and I think that guy ended up getting fired. Wish he'd flip them off and then stunner them. <laughs> <laughs> Boot to the stomach. And then takes it out. It's actually stone Mr. cold. Red stunner. Yeah, and then slaps two beers together, and then it gets all in their face. It'd be amazing. Yeah, the the underrated part about the whole affair is the fact that it's still the Mr. Met giant smiley baseball. Oh yeah, face like like this frozen golem or something. <laughs> this sort of death's head sort of mask. It's yeah, amazing. He, he got the stamp just like 
did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's that very one. <laughs> but that's, that's what we do. So at That Baseball Show, we are at That BB Show on Twitter. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we try to keep up with stuff, you know, in between episodes. That's how you find out about new episodes as well. Um, Jimmy, uh, you got your personal Twitter account as well? If sure, you're I'll interested. plug mine. Uh, you yeah. can follow me at Jimmy underscore Bowman uh, if you want to hear occasional baseball musings and then just general uh, generally a person being angry online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, if you, I don't know, if you want a good episode to listen, um, one that's a little more accessible and a little more timeless of that baseball show, go look at our episode we did in, uh, was it March? Uh, we did a, we did a live episode for the Treefort Music Festival. Oh hell yeah! And uh, it was us reviewing the movie uh, Seventh Inning Fetch, Airbud. Yeah, the direct the direct video oh Airbud Seventh Inning Fetch, which I think was the fifth, fourth or fifth sequel in the what we call the Buddyverse. Matt, you I know would... perfectly well it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter. It matters. Fair enough. As a as a lifelong Airbud fan it's, and Airbud Two Golden Receiver, it's canon. Um, yeah. I don't know where the baseball. I think that's after World Pup. I believe you're right, the but before the buddies. One. Yeah, yeah. Before yeah. buddies. Yep. So four, four or five. Yeah, yeah. And we did in front of a live live crowd. <laughs> wow. Uh, some some hardcore buddy heads like yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was one of the like for my money one of the more fun shows we had because it was just and that one's pretty easy to jump into what we do. Cool. Um, on a given week. Yeah, awesome. for sure. Check it out. And I, I think it's fair to say, like, not to throw the head over the fence, I'm fairly certain we'll be at Tree Fort again this year. And oh, yeah. I think we're in talks to do um, some other live shows before that as well. So cool. make sure you follow on us for all that, all the deets. Awesome. What you got? Uh, yeah, so I want to follow all our stuff. Uh, it's at WrestleBoysCast on Twitter and at GenuineWrestleBoys on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I guess we should do Esai's main plug since he's not here. Yeah. Um, Help keep this free. Yeah. Um, AudibleTrial.com um, slash WrestleBoys. WrestleBoysCast. WrestleBoysCast. Um, listen to that McFoley book. Yeah, absolutely. If they've got have a nice day on there, and especially if he's uh, if he's going to be narrating it, like get in it, get on it, use that trial because it's it's a great book. It'll change your life. Awesome. Yeah, so since he says here, I only had that in once this episode, but yeah. Or you can uh, follow me at Kfabe Dad on Instagram. That's an extremely oh, good no, Instagram handle or Twitter, Twitter or whatever. Backwards. At Kfabe Dad on Twitter and at My Chemical Dad. Good name, great name. Those are both extremely good. Yeah, um, I am at Blue Gazi on Instagram, at Oster Coaster on uh, Twitter. Um, yeah, that's all I have. Thank you guys for coming. Absolutely, um, thanks yeah, for, having thank you for having us. Appreciate this was very very fun. Yeah. Um, and Russell Boys three sixteen says one two three suplexes you're out at the old Russell Ball game. That was extremely good. Well done. <laughs> Glorious No, I won't give in I won't give in Till I'm victorious